by design, where we offer encouragement in your home and your soul. I'm Lynn. And I'm Danette. And we're just really glad you're here with us today. We also have a website, bydesignpodcast.com. So head over there. It's a great way to connect and subscribe and find links to our show and iTunes, all that. Today's episode is our 50th episode. Insert all of the like confetti. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy that we're at episode 50, but it's a super special one because we have Lena Abujama with us and she's a total inspiration. She is, yeah. She's incredible. So mm-hmm. you will not want to miss this one. Yep. I feel like she's someone who's maybe under the radar. People haven't heard of her. Seriously. But she is so inspiring. She's a doctor. She's an ER doctor. She has been serving the refugees with the Syria crisis over in the Middle East. She's Mm -hmm. totally grounded in God's word. Like she's just Mm -hmm. living out her calling. Amazing. So we get to hear from her. It's awesome. So today, this is a very exciting podcast for us because it's our 50th episode, which is a big deal for us. We never thought we'd get past two. (laughs) 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 And we have the amazing Lena Abujamra here with us. Hi, Lena. Hi. Hey, it's awesome to be here. Oh, this is so great. I know. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I'm a big old nerdy fan right now because I heard Lena speak a few years ago at a Rooted Chicago event near us, near our hometown in Valpo. And anyway, it's just... She's a powerhouse and she I love speaks how God does that and, though. Yeah. He uses people. He has a means of grace in our lives. So, yeah, so we we're are thrilled to have you here. Yes, ma'am. Oh, you guys are awesome. It's going to be a fun conversation. I'm looking forward to it. Good. Well, why don't you tell um, just our listeners a little bit about yourself, maybe um, where you're from and yeah. when you came to know the Lord, all of it. Sure, sure. I love it. And I am um, Lebanese. My last name is uh, Abu Jamra. Hard to pronounced for some people but it sounds like i be jamming and, uh, yeah 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 it suits me i think it does but, suit uh, you <laughs> right someone gave me that nickname i'm actually I, it was actually a nurse i was doing my residency in houston in pediatrics and a NICU nurse was so frustrated to try to figure out how to say my name she's like you know what it's not that bad it's like i be jamming and so it's sort of taken and uh, i am i practice pediatric er uh, emergency medicine in chicago um spent about nine years at Children's Memorial, now Lurie Children's, and now I'm in a community okay. hospital called Edward Hospital. Wow. And um, I'm actually cutting by hours to halftime in July, which is a really welcome thing because mm. I, of course, you guys know, I um, have a ministry called Living with Power Ministries and basically uh, sort of started as a Bible teaching ministry. Um, and I did a bit of, you know, sort of the podcast, blog. Well, it started as a blog and then mm-hmm. grew to like a podcast where I did Bible teaching and then writing. The Lord opened doors to write books through the blog. I Someone from Moody had read some things I'd written and asked me to write a book about singleness, which eventually now I have three books out. And uh, and now the Lord has also opened a door to do a singles spot. It's a 60-second mm. singles spot that's run daily. I think now they tell me 275 times a day. Wow. Or, yeah, between all the stations, you know what I mean? Oh, like there's like 180 stations that hold it. And it's fun. It's like it's it's called Today's Single Christian. And um, mm. it's funny because my ministry is not just for singles. It's actually a... Uh, sort of people ministry really uh it's, it has a it's sort of a woman's ministry branch slash singles branch slash millennial branch but all in all it's it's a bible teaching ministry what, what and the coolest part and i think you guys were just talking about that before the show in the last two years the lord has opened up this um this global angle that i never saw coming i'm lebanese and um God has opened the door for me to do conferences in Lebanon, but also to do medical missions with That's Syrian amazing. refugees. So it's been fun. It's been a fun mm-hmm. ride. That's awesome. That's so incredible. Man, you are a busy woman. 
I know. It's uh, the Lord. It's timing is perfect, though. You know, it, I was just meeting, in fact, right before this podcast with a woman who's on my board, who's uh, an accountant, trying to put our budget for. You know, it's the first time we have to do formal fundraising, and it's like mm. it's it's amazing. I mean, I, I, we were just talking about it. I was like, wow, how much God has done with nothing? Really, we've just basically given him ourselves, and and to see what he's done with such so much little that we gave him, and mm. um, turned it into so much. And I, I, I he's just starting the story, and it's been. It's just, he's an awesome God. It's so yeah. fun to watch him move, the, you know, stuff. Like you were saying, you're on your 50th podcast. Who ever thought it, you know? Oh, I know. You oh. just got to stand amazed. We yeah. still are kind of laughing at ourselves. But <laughs> it's the thing, like, like I just heard you say on one of your podcast episodes about how you just kind of, you know, you were wanting to serve the Lord and you just kind of set your foot and start off on a path and see if God opens the door. And then, you know, he takes you where he wants you to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it looks it, a lot of what I've done that it, it initially looked like a failure. You know, I, mm-hmm. I I think this is one of the things that I've, I'm learning is we look at things that we see failure where God sees just a change in direction. Right. And so I look back at like the ministry. There's a point uh, almost four years ago now where I was so delved into women's ministry. I mean, that was kind of my roots. I started mm-hmm. teaching Bible women's ministry and, and I loved it. And I, I really never saw, never pictured a world outside of that. And then something happened in my in my life in, in my church life that really shook me. And I I think it, to me it felt like maybe the ending of what was happening. Mm-hmm. And yet that's the birth a the singles radio thing and b the, all, everything I'm doing globally now. I don't think I would have had the time, let alone the imagination, to do it. But mm-hmm. you know, God does this all the time. Like you look at something and you're like, it's over, I'm done. Right. And yet he he redeems it, and then mm-hmm. he shows you. I've been trying to get you know, I'm trying to get you to do this, but you're so caught up in what you're doing, you weren't listening. And right. and I think failure does that to me. It sort mm-hmm. of stops me in my tracks and makes me pay attention. So mm-hmm. I love it. So you just got back from a trip overseas. I loved following along on Instagram. It was so fun. I did a lot of Facebook lives too. I don't know if you guys are on Facebook, but yes, I did yep. a daily report. It was so much fun because I've oh. always kind of, you know, Facebook lives is, is sort of like one of those things that you love to laugh about and then you do it and you're like, what? Oh. I'm the statistic. I'm one of those people who's on it now, but it was so instructive. And so mm-hmm. like, it was, felt like so much community with the people here in the US who are supporting the trip. Yeah. And, and I, it, we, I got back literally a week ago. I don't think I've been back a week and, uh, we saw we had three doctors and two dentists, and so my organization sponsored it along with the dentist who has a nonprofit as well. So he and I, his wife and him and myself, like we've headed up three trips there, and we're mm. planning to go quarterly. So wow. every three months we go. Can we yeah, go? Next trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're coming. Everyone on. has to. We we hope we hope to be able to open it up more and more as we become familiar with the work and what That's it awesome. entails. But but yeah, we saw like a thousand and uh, I think it was over a thousand patients in in a five day clinic wow, with three so doctors, were, which is you were. Incredible. refugees yeah we go to a place about an hour from beirut and hmm. we um host uh, basically medical clinics and dental clinics and so they were seeing about 30 patients a day for dental work which is incredible and then we were carrying the bulk of the load uh, on the medical front did a lot of you know general care refills just just really honestly we bring hope to people i don't know how else to say it i mean Giving them a pack of Motrin might not seem like a lot, but it, it just restores hope that they're not forgotten, that God mm. loves them. And of course, we're working in a church setting, so they're hearing the God. You know, a lot of them are coming yeah. back to church. We heard the week we were there that people who had been to the clinic came back to the church service and got saved that week and gave oh, their life to Jesus. God. Yeah, it is incredible. And you start hearing what God is doing in the Muslim mm-hmm. communities, and it's it's just an overwhelmingly uh, just God story that it just will make your hair raise. It's incredible. So I'm really lucky to be a part of it. I'm so grateful. Yeah. So the, can you explain just to me, someone like me who is kind of clueless? So yeah. these are refugees that have just yeah, left Syria and they're down. just like around Lebanon right. so, maybe? So or? I'll give you like the two, yeah, the two minute kind of short, long and short of the, the work there. So basically <laughs> okay. in 2012, 
the war broke out in Syria. What, what, a little background info about the Lebanon-Syria thing. So I grew up Lebanese in Lebanon, and the war was a civil war in Lebanon. And it, we left 1987 at the height of the war, and it was like we were living in danger for my whole life. Wow. You know, it was, But we sort of, you know, you just get used to it. You don't even think about it. Well, in 1987, we left. And between 1987 and 1991, the Syrians actually came into Lebanon, and they basically took over. So you can imagine, like, they were the enemies of Lebanon. And so the war eventually stopped because the Syrians took control, more or less. In between 1991 to 2012, everything changed. The Lebanese got, mm-hmm. you know, they're resilient. They got back on their feet, feet and they basically were able to get garner some more independence with time, etc. All this to say, imagine in that 20-year period, Syria, all hell breaks loose there because mm-hmm. of their own regime that's a mess. And, and, and in 2012, instead of being that powerhouse of a country, all of a sudden, millions, like literally 4 million refugees leave the country because of war over the course of a few months mm-hmm. and about over a million i think landed in lebanon which is a adjacent country you know they basically can walk across and of course the three big countries that took the refugees are like jordan has a couple million lebanon a million and i think turkey has the bulk of the rest and you know greece mm-hmm. turkey that area so lebanon had to adjust and now the church was asked to like basically love the people who were their arch enemy and the church just mm-hmm. responded so magnificently and and so what's happened though there's been a huge revival. Ask anyone who's been to the Middle East. God is doing a work like the early church. People are seeing visions and dreams and then coming to church, reading the word, giving their life to Jesus. They have a service at the church that's literally like um, like the, the story of that church that we work with, it's, it's an organization now. They have a school. They have a distribution effort. They've got uh, community centers they're building, the medical teams that come in. I mean, it's basically a body that started with 10 guys in the town that contacted the pastor and said, hey, we want to know more about Jesus. And four years before everything, all the refugees came, they basically started meeting in our room. And it grew to like 50, then 100, and then they eventually were given a land to build the church. And, I mean, this is crazy stuff. And in 2012, the refugees start coming in, and there's an infrastructure to support them, to love them. And now they have like four services on Sunday, one of which is like only, you know, Syrian refugees who are basically Muslims who are looking for truth, and they're coming to know Jesus oh by goodness. the thousands. That's it's, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So how do you come back to America? Okay. <laughs> and, and can you like unpack this a little bit for me? Because I, yeah. my heart beats like this. And I, I I'm so excited when I read your latest blog post about um, your friend Adel. Yeah. Um, yeah. I loved that. And could you yeah. give a little yeah. insight into like how you, how you wrestle it's with that and where you land? Yeah. So, I mean, I go back and forth a lot, so that helps, but I, you know, the hardest part of living in the United States as, as, as great a country. I mean, I, this is my home. I've been here 30 years. I think and function like an American. It, so it's a weird dichotomy because you're Lebanese, but you're not. You're really, really mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm American. Um, I mean, speak Arabic like, I mean, I'm a Lebanese, but, but my soul mm-hmm. is American. Right. And, and so mm-hmm. I think that one of the challenges of living in the United States, and, and I think this is one of the reasons we love our Facebook so much and we love our phones so much is that I think there's an overall monotonous drudgery in our lives. I don't know why that is, but I think deep in their soul, most people are a little bit bored. Even, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm even talking to like moms who have kids, and, but it's, there's this routine that's so, like, it's why we tune in when there's a break, you know, breaking news. We all want to hear, we all want to stop and watch the train track because we're sort of like bored and I think hmm. it's so sad. And so we love our Facebook, we love our Facebook lives because it entertains us. And so so now you you take me who already functions on adrenaline. I, I mean, I'm an <laughs> yeah. ER doctor and, right. and you dump me. Yeah, and I love, like I'm wired to go, you know, to disaster zones. I was in Haiti two weeks after the earthquake when it happened and I just love that stuff. And so it, it's so fun to be in community. Also, I'm single, so my house 
house gets so quiet and boring. And, and so then you go and you throw in like ministry, whether it's speaking at an event and or going to Lebanon and you're surrounded by people and you're exciting. And now you come back to normal life. And it's like, I think the greatest challenge is to embrace this drudgerous monotony, this normal, and not look at it as that, but see that the same ministry that happens there is happening here. And the same uh, God that we worship there, we're worshiping here. And I think that's been, even the first week, I think I was mentally ready for it. Yesterday, I was in the ER all day long, and it was sort of one of those average days, nothing great happening. And and I was so bored halfway through the day, and I thought, how am I going to survive this shift when I was just saving these like doing this awesome story time in Lebanon and everything was so exciting. And at the end of the day, the team goes out to dinner and have spot. But I think I was so rebuked in that, in that everyone in Syria and in Lebanon wants to come here. They <laughs> want our life and we have this life and we're like, yeah. I'm so bored. I'm so, and I think it's just this, this recognition of moment by moment. What I'm doing right now is unto the Lord. It's an act of worship, whether it's doing a podcast to you guys on a noon on a Tuesday or going to the ER on a Monday where maybe slower than usual or, you know, or, or being in the refugee camp. We're, mm-hmm. we're, we're serving God and all these things. We're ministering in all these things. And I think that's been a big, big lesson for me. Absolutely. Just inviting God into the everyday, whatever kind of boring or crazy thing you're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, yeah. That's where we and find And we all contentment. have sprinkled, and we have sprinkled, you know, God is, His grace gives us sprinklings of crazy, but then enough monotonous to catch up so that we're not burnt out. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's so great. I was just thinking about the day that you got back from Lebanon. It, I love that like immediately right afterwards, you're like posting things on Facebook and keeping us po- like up to date. You're just, right. you, you come over and you're like right back in the swing of things again. I literally had to, I mean, this was, I usually try to breathe a bit more, but I came back Sunday night and because of something I missed, I didn't pay attention to scheduling. I had to make a switch. So I literally landed 8 p.m. By God's grace, we came in on time and I had to work the next day. I had to leave my house at 8 a.m. So it was a 12 hour turnover. But you know, the Lord is so good. I mean, I was fine. I had a lot of energy, so it worked out, but (laughs) I don't advise it on a regular (laughs) basis. It was not my smartest move. (laughs) I love it. So how do you resolve then to be, um, you know, you know what's coming, like, you know, you're planning ahead yeah. to go back. You know, you have all these things to do now. What would you say yeah. to somebody who comes to you and you're like, they're like, you know, I, I want to do more. I want to be, I feel like God's calling me mm-hmm. to do more. What would you say to them? Yeah, two facets to that. I think one is a lot of people want to do more, but they don't have margin. So building margin is a discipline that has to be garnered mm-hmm. in life. In fact, I was just venting to my accountant friend, you know, about how much I had to do. And then I stopped myself because I was like, wait, this is just about stopping and writing down, let, let me write down what I have to do. And, and I got in my car and looked at my to-do list and I thought, wait, this isn't as overwhelming as I let it hmm. sound. And so I think there's a, there's, a, there's a discipline to organizing what you have to do that moves from having it a jumbled mess in your brain to actually looking at it on paper. So it goes from this chaos to organization. And so, granted, there is a giftedness in a certain, like I grew up in a very disciplined home so that I have this natural tendency to be, discipline, but it's something that any of us can learn. Mm-hmm. And it is to stop ourselves and organize ourselves. Most of us do it in some arena in our life. It may be that spring cleaning. It may be your kid's homework. You know, we just, we have this ability to, when push comes to shove, to organize ourselves. The same applies to, you've got this massive idea. Oh man, I'd love to be a designer. I would like to start a side business. You just have to find margin. Finding margin is not magical. It's about just reorganizing your schedule, seeing what can go, what can stay, and what needs to happen first and what can be postponed a little mm-hmm. bit. Does that make sense? Yeah, so it's a good that, word. And that's just plain, like, sit down, take a pen and write down. So make a list of all the 10 things you need to do or 20 or 30 and now start organizing them and really chunking them. I guess there's a certain chunking that happens. Like, like how much of it is actually activities that I have to sit down and do? Maybe, maybe if you're deciding to do a business, you, you actually have to, you know, 
hire a lawyer to get you a nonprofit versus no, I just need to get my, 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 my materials together. I need to build more. Like if you're an artist, you got to draw. Like that's, that's a mm-hmm. creative side of it. So, so sort of categorizing what is creative, what is not. And, 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 and then attacking it in a very disciplined fashion. So I, get this mental chaos that overwhelms me and then I stop myself when I'm in there right and today I'm stopping myself and saying here's my to-do list what what do I need to tackle today and then not looking at it as a job but re- looking at it as part of the bigger picture so mm. let me give you an example I have to I have three projects on my table right now one is a James Bible study that I'm gonna be <gasps> launching in a well, it's a very fun really thing. Too, oh, that's really exciting. Well, it's awesome because, well, no, no, no. This is a really, it's out of the box way of doing it. Is you gonna, I think you might love it or hate it. Millennials are going to love it. Okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's a five minute a day devotional, Monday to Friday. And uh, I'm starting launching it. Um, this is my first time actually talking about it because I've hinted that I'm working mm. on a project. But basically, we're going to go through, verse by verse. It's going to take me about eight weeks. But you're only going to get five minute installments daily. So we'll cover like verses one and two on day one. Oh, you know, I three love it. So, so it's five minutes. You can access it, listen to it, audio. That's it. It's an audio study. At the end, we'll, we'll have it all together as a so book you're of the like, Bible. you're like expositing it practically. Like that's what you're... That's exactly yeah. right. That's it. And we'll do it on a blog. Five days a week, we're going to go through the book, see how it works. We're all And then we're going to pick another book. I know. It's going to be fun because it's going to be manageable. And so I'm in the process of doing the outlines. I have two chapters and I've got to do three more and then start recording. But if I just look at it as, okay, this is a Bible study I have to put together and I've still got three chapters and it bogs you down. But you got to right. step back from the what to, well, wait, wait, why are we doing this? I mean, mm-hmm. well, why? Mm-hmm. What's our vision here? You know, my vision, overarching vision for what I do in my life is to give hope to people, to bring hope mm. to the world. Well, how do you bring hope to the world? Well, through Christ. Well, how do they know Christ? Well, through the word. Well, if you don't get, I mean, you can talk topical studies. They're exciting, this stuff. But if you don't really know Amen. the word, it's never going to beef you up and strengthen yeah. you and mature mm-hmm. you. So now we say, okay, I know why I'm doing this. This is mm-hmm. now a battle. And so if I feel a tension of time, well, that's okay because we're sacrificing for the greater good, which is when we get this together, people are going to have a resource that's easy to access, that's free, that's going to help them get stronger, that's going to restore their hope, that's going to help them change. That's it changes, awesome. It changes the whole energy, right? I mean, yeah. you're no longer like, oh, I got to do this job. I'm right. so bogged down. Now it's... Big so picture. I think whatever it is that you d- you're doing, whether it's, you know, I know we're going to talk about design in a minute. I mean, I have so many friends who are just creatives and, and you might be like, well, my thing, how is it going to impact people? I have a friend Josh Galetta goes by bump. He has a whole <laughs> ministry in Tampa that he started. You can actually find him online. Oh, John Acuff has talked about him. He's crazy. He's sketchy. He's an artist. He draws. And he started doing this free art. He would drop it off in certain places. And the entire city has commissioned him to draw pictures of locations. And now it's like he's developed the whole ministry out of this like black and you know pen drawings. Yeah. I don't know what they call this art. I'm not even an artist, but I'm so fascinated by him because he's grown into this guy who, when we were in college, was like this tattooed. Before tattoos were so hip, he was the guy with the arms, you know, tattooed. Yeah. And, oh, and, you know, my friend Mary married him. Yeah, my friend Mary married him. Her parents were like, what are you doing? You're marrying this guy who's got <laughs> tattoos all of his arms. You know, and then yet now God is using his heart was with the Lord yeah. and his heart was on fire. And God is using him in a massive way right now. And he's doing these projects that are just absolutely fun. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a guy who saw beyond just... You know, he saw beyond my job as a youth, he was a youth pastor, actually. He saw that he had extra time, he had an idea, and he gave it to the Lord, and he did the next thing. And and he wasn't, John Acuff didn't meet him until 10 years into his journey. Mm-hmm. And, and and then, of course, he gave him a shout-out, which he gave him more platform. We we focus on platform before we focus on, right. on what God wants us to do. And so we get bogged down because we think, well, three people are watching my thing. 
doesn't matter who's watching it. The Lord's watching it. That's right. And if you can, if you can stay under that and, 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 and allow God to grow your gifts in that mm-hmm. area where, and you can make mistakes when nobody's looking, right? Versus if the whole world is watching you, then you, you make a bad video or you make a bad teaching <laughs> and then you feel horrible. But, but God gives us the grace of anonymity so that we can grow into what he wants us to be. Right. And God uses those small three people, right? That's how the gospel yeah. spreads. So it's Amen. exactly right. Um, yeah. So when, Lena, when did you become a believer? Like, how old were you? I grew up, yeah, I grew up in the church. So I came to Christ at a, at a young age. I sort of had this gift of, of sort of doing the, you know, like being a good girl in a sense, you know, like I mm-hmm. accepted Christ when I was about seven, you know, six or seven. I don't know the exact time. Um, oh, but wow. I, I was an, obe- I, I was an obedient. I know in many ways it's funny. I meet a lot of Americans now. I feel like in many ways, even though I was in Lebanon, I had a much more American-esque sort of upbringing. Our pastors were American. My mom did quiet times with us, devotionals. That's how I got saved. My mom told us the gospel, and I understood that I needed Christ. And so I just asked Jesus in my heart as a child. But I was sort of a good kid that way. Like, I, I did what I was supposed to do. Of course, I, I I had a heart of sin that God was saving and changing. But, like, I think in some ways it made my story in those years sort of boring, but but also it protected me for right. what I think God has had me you know, be. And so when we moved when I was 15 and at 16, I went to camp and I think I had a spiritual awakening at that point where I dedicated my life to Jesus and I understood what God wants for us. It wasn't just a ticket to heaven, but a day-by-day relationship with God Almighty who loves us deeply and wants to know us just mm-hmm. deeply, wants to be, delights in us. I mean, I think this last month, that message that God delights in us has been just shaking mm-hmm. me to the core. I think, mm. I think we think we delight in God, but we sort of like are constantly in this struggle with self-condemnation slash performance with God, mm-hmm. all things that he doesn't ask us to bring to the table. And I think going back to this basic, like God genuinely delights in us. Mm-hmm. He, he loves it when we come to him and be with him. I mean, I just... It, that, that's moving me at a new level, I think, this month, I th- more so than any. And I, I just, I love that. I just think at 16, I got a taste of that, that, that God wants us so deeply and intimately. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's just, I think that really sort of set the tone for my adult years in that I, I sought to obey Him. I mean, I wasn't, didn't do it perfectly, but I, but I was, I was being transformed into His likeness in a very intentional way at that age because I had said, yes, Lord. Mm-hmm. And I think that's all he wants us to do is just say yes at any point. Somebody might be listening right now to the podcast. You might be looking at your life going, man, I've wasted 30 years. No, you haven't. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, look at the thief on the cross. Like we that's can't right. even, there's an example for every one of us, right? Where we're like, nothing is wasted in God's mm-hmm. economy. How many of us have not looked at this example and thought if he could make it into heaven, then Christ and his grace can still take my mess and turn it into something beautiful. Amen. So, um, I'm just curious, have you had like, biblical training like lena is just this the holy spirit in you just on it's fire a combination and, i mean well, it's so I, crazy I, just your passion for the word and yeah so many factors play into it um several thoughts a i grew up in the era of church where if if you're in the were born in the in the i was born in the 70s so 80s was like my formative years we used to go to church sunday school sunday morning sunday night wednesday night oh yeah and usually and, and usually a prayer meeting so right. five 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 times a week. And, and it was expository preaching verse by verse, book by book. I mean, we learned it. Okay. So that was, that's one aspect of it. The other aspect, I went to Christian college that asked us to do one Bible course a semester. So that's about eight courses right there. So there was a little bit of that formative stuff, you know, growing mm-hmm. up. I went to camp every summer of my 
uh, after high school through medical school. Basically, I worked at a camp where we were. It was a Christian camp, camp counselors. So I was trained in in, in just practical Christian counseling, mm. you know, leading, and so a lot of things that I didn't see at the time as God forming me for what He had for me. I was just doing. I wanted to be at camp because it was a great environment. And I loved it. And I knew God worked in my heart there, but. He the was, Holy equipping was you. teaching me and yeah. equipping me, correct. And 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 then I, no question about it. I think without a doubt, it's in my area of giftedness and anointing. No, without a doubt, mm-hmm. and and that I can't even like. I don't know. I mean, I'm so grateful for God that He sees every one of us. It gifts us exactly like like I can't imagine having any other gift because I love what I do so much. And yet, you might be. Like your gift may be administration and you're like, man, I can't imagine doing anything else because you just love working that zone so much. <laughs> and when you find the thing that God's wired you to do and you give him freedom in it, because I do think there has to be this, yes, all constant yes and, and constant surrender. I just think there's a freedom that happens where the spirit mm-hmm. has all of your heart that you can't, I can't explain what mm-hmm. God, there's a, there's a, there's something that happens when I, I love his word so deeply and I, I, I I've made him my life. Mm-hmm. One thing I've desired, and that is to know him and to sit at his feet. And so, you you know, God says you'll bear fruit. You know, what That's you reap, right. you'll sow. And so I've seen every promise that he's... And, and, I, and the funny thing is, I miss it sometimes. And I'm always like, God, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? And he's constantly just like like a toddler being brought up. Like, Lena, yeah. you're not seeing it. Just be patient and loving me and hedging me and mm-hmm. changing me and correcting me. And, and, and then seeing the fruit of all of that, it, it's awesome. And so if you're like... In a zone, I mean, one of the things I've learned is in it, when you're in it and hustling and trying to figure out what he wants you to do, it seems sometimes like he's not even there or you feel like, like you feel like you're like, is, is this even make sense? Like you, I wrote a book called Stripped When God's Call Turns From Yes to Why Me, which in essence is that, mm. that, that whole concept of I've given my life to God, I've surrendered to him and then everything felt apart, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it hasn't. We think it has. Like, it's like David who gets anointed and then right the next day, Saul's shooting arrows at him. Yeah. It's like Joseph who gets the dream who's thrown in the prison. You know, mm-hmm. and, and so there's this constant pattern in scripture of people saying yes and then God testing them and growing them and teaching them. And then eventually seeing the fruit of that, yes. And so don't give up. God is up to something, even when you don't see it or feel it. He's awesome that way. Wow. Yeah. It's so uh, just inspiring just he- just to hear your story and how you just kept plugging away and following the Lord. And, you know, like for people who are just coming into opening yeah. their eyes and looking at the gifts God has given them. And yet you have to kind of own how he's made you and keep your eyes on him. And he does all the That's work. It. Like, you know, yeah. It, but I mean, you can, you know, share God's word and share your faith and you don't have to have like a biblical and be degree. be a doctor. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. the only way not to give up, honestly, the only way, I, I'm convinced, the only way not to give up on your calling is to stay rooted in Him. Amen. There is no other way because everything else, will, I mean, I cannot, I could write a book on the hurt that I've felt at the, hand of Christ, at the hands of Christians right. and the mm. feelings of rejection that I've had at ex- the actual failures. Like if mm-hmm. I told people some of the actual failures that you might look and be like, oh, she's written books she's written blogs and but honestly like when you actually break it down and look at the impact from a publishing perspective you would be like man she's a failure i've had an agent tell me i tell that story in resolve like he like there he laughed at me when i asked him to represent me because i was so like small book sales compared to what a true winner would do that you just you gotta go you gotta just shut the outside noise Get into that prayer closet and fix your eyes on the Lord and hang on to the promise. And what God does in His grace, I call them breadcrumbs of grace, is along oh. the way, in spite of all of the valleys, He puts enough of these breadcrumbs in your life that keep you going. Whether it's like the recent, most recent one that's happened to me on a random 
day, I, I'm sitting at my desk three, four weeks ago. Phone rings. I pick it up. It's unknown, like unknown caller. And it's some girl in Australia, Australia, somewhere in Queensland. And she had come across my YouTube by random chance and God compelled her to call me. And she's been praying for me in the last Aww. month, just pouring into me. She herself has been in ministry and just saw something and, and has been just building into me. And I think, who but God? And that's to me a bread yeah. breadcrumb of grace, mm-hmm. and 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 just meeting me in a point. I've had other stories like this that are just a God thing. One time, I remember about eight years ago, I was in my yard and I was just struggling over whether to continue the blog. It was before my books came out. It was, and I really felt like, man, it's not growing. Why am I doing this? This is so thankless. Mm-hmm. And and I was praying, and not a good prayer. You know how sometimes you're like bad praying. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like whining, and I'm like, <laughs> like if it was if I were in the top, I love your honesty. Mom, I mean, you know, you, most moms have been like, go to your room shut the door don't come out until you've changed right but yeah. no god listen like, <laughs> yes. and, and i was just kind of maybe even cried at one point like just feeling sorry for myself and then same the phone rang some i don't ever have talked to him since but someone in north dakota or south dakota i don't even remember which dakota called and says hey <laughs> and i said hey hi selena and he goes oh my gosh i didn't expect you to answer and but, by the way same thing the australian said when she called but this guy was like didn't expect you to answer. He goes, you know, I just have felt the prompting spirit. I was on, we- on your website looking for a sermon for my youth group. He's a, he's was leading the youth for something. And he goes, I came across the topic that I was going to speak about in a blog you wrote. And God has prompted me to call you. And, and he goes, I don't know. This might not make sense. He goes, but I just have one message for you. Don't quit. That's what God wanted me to tell you today. Oh he had never oh. met me from Adam. I love I how there, God does that. I mean, I was like, these things don't happen to me that much. Like every few, you know, every year or so, like I get the, like my 782 testimony that I mm-hmm. shared on Facebook Live. I mean, these yeah. awesome God moments, but mm-hmm. this was definitely one of them. And I remember just hanging up the phone and being like, wow, mm-hmm. wow. And I think God will give that to people as we wrestle with him. Just, just yes. stay tuned into him. And he, he doesn't do it every minute, but he'll do it enough that you're like, there's no one but God who yeah, can do this. He knows when we need those encouraging yeah. moments. And right. I love that. Yeah. You know, Lena, it's funny. I was watching you um, back in Lebanon this last little while, and it struck me. Like, I kept thinking of how, you know, the, the story of Nehemiah where you mm. know, he was just a cup holder, but he had like this heart for his people, you know, and... Yeah, and he was granted. You know, he was able to go back and, and build the wall and um, mm. help his people. And it just made me think of you. Like you're here in America, but your heart is in two places. You know, and you're just willing to serve right. God wherever you are. You know, and Amen. I think Amen. a lot of us can learn from that. You know, that we can still love our people what? and serve them. And, and how God unfolds it, like, takes you by surprise in that, honestly, I, I mean, truth be told, like, I'm not, I don't want to, I never thought I'd go back to love. Like, I, I, my heart is, is honestly, I am burdened about the American church. That's right. where I, like, this is my love. I love going to speak to disillusioned Christians, Christians who've lost hope, Christians who used to be in the church who are not, millennials, you know, I love, I love reigniting their hope in the Lord. And, mm-hmm. and yet, and yet. I think the Lord, like, I never ha- was creative enough. Like, I couldn't have planned a strategy where I'd be like, oh, I'll go help refugees. And then uh, God is going to use me even mm. more with the millennials. Because cause I'm telling you, I have a whole platform now with mm. Americans who only have are able to hear me because of what I'm doing in Lebanon. Yeah, really? Never would have imagined mm-hmm. it. And of course, what happens along the way is what you're saying, which I go back to Lebanon and my gosh, I mean, I'm in love with the Syrian refugees. They're such awesome yes. people. Mm-hmm. And so you realize there's a whole part of your heart that wasn't even awake, mm-hmm. that you're like, you're right. like, where, how did I not know that this would be so exciting to me? But God oh. knew. Because mm-hmm. he's Psalm 139 God. He's mm. Jeremiah 1 God. He's a God who before we were born knew us. He just saw us. He formed us. He's, he's just so personal and so good. Mm. 
I love awesome. that. So if you, for any of our listeners that are like wanting to do more for this Syrian refugee crisis that's happening, wh- what would you tell them? Where would you tell them to go? Yeah. So it depends what you can do, right? I mean, there, there's some obvious like doctors. I mean, we, I'm looking if you're a doctor listening. I mean, I mean, I, I, I've met an eye doctor who may be interested. Eye doctors, any kind of, um, skin slash plastic surgeon. We could do some procedures there or female doctors. Those are huge needs. Nurses, you know, email me. Obviously my, I'm now growing like I, someone, actually a friend, the friend that account was like, wait, so when you go, who are you going with? I'm like us, we're going, we're not, we're a nonprofit. <laughs> She's like, I never figured that out. I'm thinking, well, I'll tell you the funniest part. She's on my board and she didn't know. I'm like, oh, that's wait, hilarious. Are, you, are you even asleep? She's been busy building her own business. But I was laughing because I think it's, it seems like a mammoth work and you're like, and then you're like, no, we're doing it. Like mm-hmm. we are doing it. So I think number one, you can go on my website, livingwithpower.org slash global backslash global whatever that is or just go to living with power and then you'll find the global page so so you can obviously donate that's an easy way when the trips come up we have more specific lists so a lot of chicago people will uh collect medicines there's oh yeah. I, actually, I, I probably you know what i'll i'll post a list of meds that people can collect it's so easy like like omeprazole it's an over-the-counter medicine here right. almost every patient we see every adult patient we see almost is on omeprazole so even being able to give them a small bag of that as opposed to paying for it is huge aspirin is a common one ibuprofen tylenol so so collecting stuff like that um you know a lot of donations are being given for like the container stuff and that's hard because the churches are having to organize it they already have a lot of that so i think prayers would be like number Mm -hmm. one number Mm -hmm. two obviously money donations but just find there's tons of great organizations the refugee initiative preemptive love does less evangelistic more they're awesome yeah Yeah. there's just a lot of great organizations um i think what i'll do in the next week is on my global page is is maybe put a list of needs, practical needs, and then a list of some organizations that I believe are doing some great work on the ground. And that so means if you're something. Because like, yeah, yeah. it's like when it comes from somebody trusted like you that's been there, you see it, you, you see what's really getting through to the people and what is really exactly. needed. Yeah. So you know, yeah. that's, that's yeah. good for us. And who's, who's being honest? You know, yeah, like sometimes you hear like, no offense, but some of the federal organizations, international organizations are just not doing, by the, by, you hear the testimonies of the people on the ground and they're not, you know, they're not, you know, they're, they're not Christ-centered. So they're kind right. of, sometimes they're good, sometimes they're mm-hmm. not, depending on who's managing the projects but there are some amazing Christian organizations doing some awesome work right now yeah, that need oh, help sure. yeah. Well, we'll have links to all of those to Lena's website and to like yep. her podcast and her book she's read like bro you guys are going to be so blessed by we have, God. you know, one of, and one of the things to mention too, like we have tons of free stuff. Like a lot of this, like you may be like, like all my Bible studies are free under my Bible study and yep. books pages. Uh, you can access it. If you're like listening, you can buy the book, but then the discussion guide and the 10 week study that go with mm-hmm. the book are free. Oh, that's awesome. So you can get together a group of people. Yeah. They're on right now media also, but, um, uh, but you don't, but even on my page, you can find them. Um, there's Genesis acts and Luke have uh, Luke mm-hmm. is an audio, but the other two are videos. Mm-hmm. So just a lot of resources mm-hmm. that we want to offer you free and so that even if you don't, you know, you're like in a season where you don't. Right want to spend money i mean you, you can still grow in your knowledge of Amen. the word yeah. awesome. and we're going to totally do the james study so oh whoever wants word. to come along with us and get your five minutes alina because don't I you know. feel inspired i'm so inspired right now i'm ready to just go rock today they're, saying that, they're thinking that she can say a lot in five minutes you can <laughs> you can't but it's so it's gonna, great it's gonna be fun i'm so looking forward to this okay. mean, yeah, yeah. it hey. seems like my cup of tea yeah okay so i just i need to validate myself here a little bit did your teachers tell you in school to slow down all the time oh yeah no Still, my, in fact, fifth grade, I remember she wrote my, and I still probably have a copy of it. Lena needs to slow down and smell the roses, quote unquote, uh, in English. Yeah. yeah that's and hilarious. it's funny. But you know what? I tell people if I had done that, I wouldn't have all the stuff that we have going right now. But honestly, the Lord, you know, I would have, if, if he didn't slow me down, I 
would have wanted him to have done a lot more by now in my life. But honestly, he paces us. Um, this <laughs> summer is so light for me. I don't have tons so going good. on. He is. He, That's how God's I, made I, you. But we, but, but, but I resent it sometimes. Like, I'm like, yeah. God, I can't believe you're not giving me these opportunities and I could be doing more. And, and, right. and yet he, he knows us better right. than we know ourselves. And he, he just, you know, he, he, he hedges us, I think mm-hmm. is what he does. He protects us. It's awesome. Mm. That's so great. Yeah. My piano teachers, I think I frustrated every single teacher and I have slowed down so much, but like, <laughs> I drove everybody crazy and I'm like, man, <laughs> I sound slow next to you. So. <laughs> oh I mean, so you told me you only have 45 minutes. We're trying to, <laughs> I try, we try, honestly, we're trying to encourage people. I mean, I think the, the, I think the, I think probably one thing I would like to say, uh, and I know you want, we can talk about design cause I love how oh, stuff yeah, sure. is on your list, but, um, sometimes I think the danger, I mean, sometimes can, somebody can hear my story and be like, you know, she's, she's Lebanese and she speaks languages and she gets to be a doctor and she gets to write books and man, this life is so perfect. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I think it can easily, you can easily shut out someone because it sounds like they've right. got it all together. Yeah. And I always tell people like, it, I'm, I've been very open and, and made no secret of my own struggles mm-hmm. in every one of my books I talk about and probably stripped is my most, um, most real in terms of like how my life has not been easy in many ways. I mean, obviously, mm. I'm single. I've been engaged twice, but honestly, I wrestle with the Lord so much. I feel, I feel like, I feel like there's an inner sadness in me that I have to fight for joy within the Lord. And you would think, man, what do you have reason to be sad for? God's given you everything. Some of it is wiring, and some of it is burden. Some of it is honestly my own sense of expectation that's not even God-given. It's just the flesh that I want God to do more constantly. And so I've written so much about these struggles that I've had. And so lest you be fooled by, oh, she's got it all together. Uh, no, mm-hmm. I don't. And I and I think that you read any of my material and you listen mm-hmm. to me for any length of time and you'll hear the common theme, which is uh, it is God's grace that has mm-hmm. me sitting here even talking to you guys about these things right now. Amen. And that's why I think why we love you so much is because it's a real story. And, you know, you are, you're turning it into ministry, like your ministry with singles. And, you know, it's, you know, you understand the, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I mean, I know I'm not that giddy. I mean, I'm really wired to be a half cup, half full person. And I think as Christians, I mean, it's funny because I've been working on really what my ministry is all about. What's ironic, and I kind of laugh about it this week because Really, it's, it's a, it's a ministry about hope. My vision is to bring hope to the world. And, and I laugh because I think the, the upshot of that is, I mean, the other side of it is, is hope stems out of disappointment. And I mean, mm-hmm. well, sometimes I look at my path and I think, man, it's been so full of disappointment or rejection and hurt. And then I think, no wonder. I mean, God is teaching me how to maintain yeah. hope. And, mm-hmm. and so I think God, nothing is accidental in our no. lives. And you, you'll see people all the time who have ministries with, with the hurting, the assaulted, the abused, and they themselves have had stories that are so painful. And yet, how, who could minister better than someone who's walked the path and, and understood the pain? And, and it, I, I just, I'm, I'm moved by how God does that. And I, I pray that God will use my, my, my pain to help someone. There's a quote a Danette. Of hope. Danette uses yeah? from one of uh, your, um, from when you spoke I don't even rooted. know if it's your quote. And so so listen, okay. we, we don't know if it's yours or if it's from someone else. So you can set the okay. record straight, Lena. Well, because this is funny because I'm like quoting you all the time. I'm like, it's Lena's <laughs> right, me, this, this is so straight. funny. People with wounds. People with scars. Wait, people with wounds listen to people with scars. That's what you yeah. said. It. Yeah, and I did say Lina, that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's so yeah. funny. One time Lynn sent me 
because I'm always like, it's Lena's quote. I know it. I heard her say it. And then Lindsay sent me a picture. Re- it was a she t-shirt. Sa- she sent me a picture of a t-shirt with that word. That's She's like, Danette, it's on a t-shirt. <laughs> like, it's just That's so hilarious. funny. No, I mean, and you know, sometimes like, I may have heard it at church or something at some point, but I, I mean, know. it wasn't like, I don't think it's a quote quote. I don't think it's like it, a couple I go to you. It's okay. Yours. I go yeah. to you yeah, yeah. for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We yeah. have sourced you. On I will quote you to the end of time. There's t-shirts that you need to be cashing in on. So I'm just letting you know. I know. For a good cause, right? I love it. It, it says so much though, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, I think we all have those broken parts in us. I know I do. And some yeah. of the things I want to hide are the very things God wants to bring to the light for me to encourage redeems. the people around me. Yeah. It sucks, yeah. but it's, you yeah. know, that's how God is God. So, yeah. Well, yeah, let's talk about some design stuff because we're nerdy that way. So, um, <laughs> what what is your, do you have any design loves? Like something right. that you like love to decorate with or do you even care about that stuff do you just yeah, walk you, into your no, house and- I, I love string lights it's hilarious i love uh, lights Aww. in general like i'm obsessed oh, with yeah. lights i have string lights in my house and outside my house but in general now i'm a very it's funny it takes people by surprise i'm very like i love pretty things home you know like Aww. i uh i know my home is is so warm it's funny Aww. it's a really pretty home i know it's um I, I I don't I I guess you just like people just put a persona on you like you don't even realize yeah like people walk in my house I think they always do a little plus one from the outside I have a small house it's not very big in Chicago I mean the real estate's expensive right. and, so, and 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 but but you walk and from the outside every house on my street almost looks the same I mean it's like a sort of a very middle class neighborhood and not very pretty but but the inside was redone by the guy who I bought it from and it's uh, it's a beautiful beautiful house and and over the years I mean I start off with some ugly furniture and it's sort of you know over time just kind of made it my own added a small little sunroom and it really is so warm Aww. I think it's it's nice yeah and it's very clean I tend to be a minimalist but um, <laughs> I like I like you know clean lines in general less is more uh, but actually even my home doesn't I mean, it's, it's maybe not even as minimalist as what my perfect home would be. I love, I, I would love, like, so, you know, my vision of a home is like somewhere on the water with glass in the back, oh, you know, yeah, all yeah. just open. But my home is, my, it's just very like, um, I like the industrial look a little bit, but sort of with yeah. warmth to it. Um, but yeah, I have a lot of lights all over. I Ooh, love lights. lighting is key. Yeah. 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 That's great. That just makes I love the my favorite room though. What I, you, you had asked me is funny because everyone laughs. My favorite room in the house is probably <laughs> my patio, my deck. I have an awesome deck and I love being outside. Oh, I just love it. And this so, weather is finally nice for you to be able to enjoy it. Finally. I know. I know. I have my biggest woe of the season right now is I have this tree. It's a maple in my backyard that was there and it's a pretty tree, but the, my, I, I, I'm, I'm not the only one who loves my yard. The animals in the neighborhood <laughs> my yard. So the birds in particular, and I have the, the guy who I bought the house from had built these, uh, had planted these evergreens. So, so it's really hedged. It's a very private backyard. And, oh, that's, and nice. that's probably part of why I love it. You can't see any neighbors. And one of the woes is the birds have made nests all over the place. And so the one big maple is over the, the sitting area. Oh, and so no, my big struggle. Hoop. <laughs> all the time i can't even put oh. the pillows yet so i'm waiting for the guy to come saw off the big i'm looking at it right now and it's oh. it's just crazy I, if anyone's listening and has Bye, someone Felicia. who cuts down trees <laughs> come on show up with your saw hey, because i'll send our husbands our no, husbands no, will show up yeah this well, thing is like i may i may need a bit of a truck 
So, I mean, it's going to be more than just your backyard I know. Salt Lena, job. But can you save yeah. that branch and we'll come over and make you some tables or something? Do not let anyone <laughs> take the branch. Yes. Please just oh set gosh, it to I the side, it. cut it up, I'm and totally we'll be by. Totally in. <laughs> if somebody's so, taking a tree down, I just, I'm like, wait, I'm not going to do don't. the whole tree. I'm just going to do branch wood. I know. Bird poof comes down on me. Dude, we could do use those branches. Okay. <laughs> I'm so, so sad. Oh. This is what I think of save the branches. This is good. This is the point of the show, I think. I think you've given me. I, I, I think that's why the Lord is delayed in getting the tree cut so that you would have you the can, branches. Yes, you can cut those up into like three foot sections. Make yourself let them dry out. Use like little little tables on your patio, like right that's next so to where cute. you can sit your coffee cup. Oh my gosh, that's so awesome! That's really. And cool. then we'll come over and we'll have a, a bottle of wine, <laughs> bring a fire. It, bring it. Honestly, <laughs> my, when the I have these, I just got the solar lights. I'm working on the string solar, oh, cool. so I don't think i have really powerful spring Ooh. solars but i put the three solar lights that are amazing because i got tired of worrying about the electricity it the mm-hmm. wires weren't working the lamps were burning up so i finally switched and the big lights are amazing hmm. but the string lights i'm not getting such a great charge from mm. them so oh my god do you have any secrets maybe once you know, that branch is gone more light will get in <laughs> i think so i think so this is the thorn in my flesh <laughs> well at least you have a yard i'm excited that you have some like green space yes. you know you're Especially in City, right? Chicago, you yeah. need to have that. Good for you. I'm so, I mean, I know I, I read out there. I just sit and relax and mm. I just have a lot of my quiet time out there. It's, it's awesome. I love it. <laughs> so great. Lena, we have so loved talking to you. We mm-hmm. hope that you will be able to come back on soon. Oh, I, you guys are great. You, we're going to follow you and try to get you to come to our church. Hello? Seriously, I'd love to get you to come I'd love and, it. and speak to some of our women. Yes. We would love to have you. So. It would be a privilege. You guys are great. I really thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you so much, Lena. We appreciate it. This is our 50th episode, so we are just honored wow. to have you on. I feel Seriously. special. You, you are. are. Yeah. You, <laughs> I, know, honestly, I, know, I love it. <laughs> just like, yeah, listening to you back a couple years ago, I it was like before when we were starting to... Th- hear our calling a little bit both Lynn and I and so you know God's used that so we're thankful for you yes well that's been fun I'm so happy we did this yep Yep. thank you so much Lena take care have a great day bye 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 Bye. thanks for tuning in with us today and um we're just so glad you guys got to hear from Lena she is so full of wisdom and spunk and she loves Jesus fiercely so follow her listen to her podcast reader books you'll be inspired I know we have been um and we just want to remind you that you are made by design by a God who loves you and sees you. And um, he wants to walk through this day with you. So hope you're encouraged today. Bye.